You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is hit well in a center field. That one's carrying out at center. It's out of here! Oh, Johnny with a pinch hit home run! At the plate is Mike Trout, the pitch on its way, it's blasted out to dead center field. Out of here. Ball gets away. He's going to break for the plate. Ball game is over. The Angels with a walk-off win here in the bottom of the ninth inning. This is the Angels Recap Podcast, a review of the past week in Angels baseball. Here's your host, Trent Rush. Ah, yes. Baseball is here. Baseball is back. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Angels Recap Podcast. My name is Trent Rush. I'm coming to you from Angel Stadium, where the players are on the field right now getting ready for their sixth workout, uh, one of those being optional. But in the last week or so, baseball is back here at Angel Stadium as the Angels get set for the start of the 2020 season. No guests this week. There's a lot I want to get to. We're going to talk about what's going on here at Angel Stadium, what this team is going to be like when baseball does resume who has been here and how they have looked so far in camp and we'll also talk a little bit about the schedule with the first game now set for July 24th up in Oakland. Angels going to be opening in Oakland for the fourth straight year. I mean I was joking around but it's kind of serious like is it even a baseball season if the Angels don't open in Oakland and uh, actually Matt Birch of the uh, Angels PR staff uh, did a little research for us and and, uh, Matt says the Angels are now the first team ever to open in the same road ballpark in four consecutive seasons. So that's kind of crazy and uh, well done, Birchie, on uh, doing a little homework for us and digging up that nugget. Love to see that. Uh, So like I said, no guests this week, but uh, I've been around, I have been here, and I just want to share a little bit about my experience here at Angel Stadium covering the team. I will say this, I feel incredibly safe as a member of the media with the precautions that the team uh, is taking, the club, MLB, all those involved. Um, you know, I, I, I can't speak for the rest of Major League Baseball, but I can tell you that the Major League Baseball protocol that's being enforced here at Angel Stadium has me feeling safe. Uh, we go through screenings every day. Um, you know, we, we go through all of that. Um, a lot of space is given, masks on at all times, and we basically are, you know, not that close. The, the only downside to all of this is I do get kind of lonely uh, sitting in the booth by myself. There's not a whole lot of people around for me to talk to. Um, so I guess from a selfish perspective, I, I do get a little lonely here in a big, giant, empty stadium uh, where uh, I just kind of have my space and you stay to that. And at, at least from the media perspective, a lot of other reporters are following those same guidelines. Everybody seems to be following the rules and you go to your spot, you get in, you get out. And that seems to be the way uh, a, a lot of people are handling this and that's a really good thing and I know that there's a lot of numbers that are coming out about the coronavirus testing and, and everything involved in that and the numbers seem to be trending in a really positive direction I, I remain positive and Joe Madden has talked a lot about this too feels really comfortable with the way the protocol is set and, and how it's being enforced I know that like when Mike Trout spoke that first day he was a little uneasy about the return and you know Mike had his mask on a lot that first day but as we've gotten more information and as there has been a new level of comfortability in terms of okay this seems to be working everybody is staying far apart um, and the right process and guidelines are 
you know, not just in place, but also being enforced. We've seen a lot of that uncertainty, at least from a distance, seem like um, everyone's getting a little bit more comfortable. So that seems to be uh, a good thing. Like, I know that there's a famous photo, Mike Trout running the bases with his mask on, but in the first um, scrimmage game, intra-squad workout uh, that the Angels had on Tuesday of this week, Mike Trout didn't have his mask on in in the outfield or when he was running the bases. So, um, you know, maybe that comes with more information about, okay, hey, you know, now we know that these guys have all been tested and cleared. I don't know exactly, um, you know, the, the thought process there. But it does seem like while things were, you know, maybe a little bit hectic when they first started, certainly um, uncertain, uncomfortable, uh, there seems to be a little bit more certainty, a little bit more comfortability now. And Joe Madden has talked a lot about this. Of You know, not everything is going to be, um, you know, what you're used to. There is going to have to be uh, a level of nimbleness seems to be uh, the word that Joe has used a lot and just talking about how you're going to have to be uncomfortable um, and it's going to have to be something that you're just not used to doing and it's how you handle that uh, is going to be what separates uh, the good teams from the great teams and a chance uh, for for the Angels to be successful as a team and as an organization and to this point uh, I can just tell you from my own personal experience that is definitely happening here at the ballpark it's part of why I am so optimistic about a season I mean you look around and you you read a lot of reports and and there's a lot of talk out there and there's a lot of negativity and you can find plenty of negativity if you look for it but I tell you hearing from Joe Madden every day and just going through my own personal experience of what I have seen I'm feeling really good uh, about this all coming together now that could all change you know there's there's no guarantees in life there's no guarantees in anything and and if this virus has taught us anything it is that Uh, but at this very moment uh, I'm feeling really good and I'm excited about this group heck I'm excited about this team and the potential that they have uh, for this coming season and I I tell you what like Mike Trout I I know that you know there were a lot of questions day one well day two on the 4th of July he has a batting practice where on like three straight swings he homers and then of seven of nine he hits home runs and we're not just talking about home runs that sneak over the fence he hit one of these bombs to the middle of the rock pile like in Bo Jackson territory so Mike Trout uh, in that first full BP that he had on field looked really dialed in. I was very impressed uh, by him. And just kind of going through, uh, you know, some of the notes that we have seen so far. Um, you know, Anthony Rendon looks very good. I've been pleased with the way Justin Upton has looked in his sessions. Uh, same can be said for Albert Pujols right now. And you know, Albert may end up playing in a higher percentage of games just because you know you're not going through the 162 game marathon of a season. It now becomes a sprint, and you know that that might mean for Albert that he could play more. Now, the downside to that is that the There are going to be a lot more day games after night games. You have travel, maybe not as much travel, but you still have travel. And there are a lot of elements there that Albert is still going to have to, you know, sit quite a few games. However, um, you know, the percentage of games that he's actually in, Joe Madden even said it may be up this year uh, because of the shortened season. So that could be a good sign. And I would love to see that, especially in this lineup with the amount of guys, the angels have, that can get on base for Albert to drive him in. One of the greatest RBI, RBI men of all time. It would certainly be fun to see Albert Pujols with the chance to, to drive in these base runners. So no matter where he may be in this lineup, uh, Anderson Simmons very first day defensively looked great and Joe Madden spoke to this as well he says that he's been so impressed with where these guys are and it's very obvious to him 
who has been working, who has been coming in, who has been staying up on what's necessary to compete and be successful here at the major league level. And he is really pleased with what he is seeing from his guys. So uh, when when Joe kind of raves like that, that's a good sign to me. Um, you know, and, and that's just one of those things. Like David Fletcher has been at the ballpark every day. Tommy Lustella, uh, kind of the same thing. And you know, Lustella might get a little bit of work at first base, but primarily he's going to be a second baseman. We're, we could see David Fletcher out in the outfield, but he's going to kind of be all over the true utility man that David Fletcher is. But gosh, in the first inter-squad scrimmage, uh, Fletch gets two hits and should have had three if not for a great diving catch by Taylor Ward in the outfield. So, um, you know, I, I've been impressed by David Fletcher. He's been aggressive on the bases, and we're seeing that in inter-squad scrimmages and, and the way the Angels are kind of going about things in that sense. It's a really fun, exciting brand of baseball I think the Angels are going to play this year. And uh, David Fletcher is uh, very obviously a major part of that. Do want to talk about the pitching uh, for a moment now. Uh, Andrew Heaney just spoke to the media uh, a little bit ago, and he says he feels good in, in, in the sense that like, if this was spring training and he was two weeks out from the start of the season, that he's great with where he's at. He threw 60 pitches in that first inter-squad uh, workout. He had four strikeouts, including getting uh, Mike Trout on a punch out, but uh, did give up the highlight of the day that was a Brian Goodwin two-run home run. So Goody has looked good uh, in the outfield. You know, I got to say, back to the hitter just for a second, I thought Jason Castro took some really good hacks, and this guy seems great. That's a, a name for me that really has flown under the radar when he's done so much talk about this Angels team. Jason Castro is going to be critical, not just for this staff, but I think he, he provides a lot of the plate as well. And I think Jason Castro is, um, you know, maybe one of the quieter pickups, but a massive pickup, I think, for the Angels. I think Castro uh, is going to be really good. He's going to help this staff a lot. A staff that is deep, like Man Andres has looked pretty good uh, in camp so far. Um, you know, Griffin can has been healthy. We saw him throw his first uh, his first live BP session and he looked great in that. And and Joe Madden was saying, hey, look, Griffin Canning is somebody that can be a frontline major league starter. He is very high on Griffin Canning and, you know, not just being a mid uh, to, to bottom half of the rotation kind of pitcher like he was last season. Like, Joe Madden say, no, Griffin Canning can be a frontline guy. So when I hear that, uh, I get really excited. Um, just about that. Um, while we're talking personnel, Shohei Otani. I know everyone's wanted to hear about Shohei Otani. His first workout, um, his first you know work on the mound in a in, in the inter squad scrimmage goes three innings. Had a bunch of walks, had a bunch of wild pitches, hit a batter. Um, his command was off. And he threw fifty pitches. The important thing is that he came out of that feeling good. So I'm encouraged by that with Shohei Otani. The other part too. If Otani was only throwing fastballs, that would be a red flag to me. I would be concerned if Otani had you know major command issues and it was only with the fastball. But that was not the case. He was throwing a lot of breaking balls, and he's still working through some things in his delivery. And quite honestly, you know he he was spiking his splitter, which was a big part of that, and that's what led to so many wild pitches. And uh, Castro picked up a few of them, but you know that that way he just didn't have his release point on the splitter, and that's going to happen. It's really early, and I, you know Otani. 
you know, said there wasn't a level of nerves or no jitters, but he did say it was a little uncomfortable for him facing his teammates. And that's something he's really never done before. So, you know, it's been, you know, almost two years since we saw Otani throw, um, you know, over 18 months. So to see him really, you know, let it rip a a little bit in, in that kind of setting was encouraging for me. He hit the number of pitches he was supposed to hit and he came out of the, the outing feeling good. That's the important thing with Shohei Otani. The command's going to come. And let's not forget, remember spring training 2018? Otani really, really struggled that spring, only to go on to have the great year that he had, becoming the 2018 American League Rookie of the Year. So my level of concern with Shohei Otani is basically non-existent. I'm really excited for Shohei Otani. Uh, I'm not concerned at all that in a in a in the first inter-squad scrimmage he had command problems. Okay, so be it. He had 50 pitches, felt good on to the next one. And I know that Otani's going to be better than what we saw. Plus he's a game-time prime-time player. When you get into games and they start to matter, Otani seems to find another level. Uh, and I, and I'm looking forward to that. So I I think that's going to be uh, pretty cool to see. Now, as for the group that's been working out over at Blair Field in Long Beach State, Reed Detmers is over there. Another really good pitching prospect, Chris Rodriguez, is over there as well. And those are two bright young arms that are in the Angels system uh, to keep an eye on. And Rodriguez, you know, um, you know, probably just as close as Reed Detmers is. And, you know, Detmers, you know, coming straight out of the draft. But these are two guys that the Angels have uh, kind of uh, coming up through the system that can be really, really good down the road for the Angels, and those are a couple uh, names to just kind of just keep in the back of your mind for what is to come. Uh, Detmer's the the bigger name in that because he was the Angels' first-round draft pick this year, and the Angels did sign all four of their draft picks, including uh, Warner Blakely, David Calabresi, and Adam Seminaris, the uh, pitcher out of Long Beach State. Joe Adele has been in Long Beach as well, and Adele's been good. And he had a, a, a beat out an infield single in that first inter squad scrimmage and had a great running catch to, to snag a line drive. So Joe Adele has looked sharp so far. Did Had one little uh, mistake in the outfield that allowed David Fletcher to get from first to second on a base hit, but that's also Fletcher uh, being just such a savvy base runner that he is and being aggressive on that front. So that's all part of it, and, and that's going to happen. Adele is young, but he has spent most of his time so far in Long Beach. He has not been in Anaheim uh, with what Joe Madden is calling the varsity group. Again, this could all change, but at this point, Adele has been uh, primarily at Long Beach State working out uh, with that group and has not been in the group that has been in Anaheim. Now, I want to get to this for a second. I meant to do it earlier when we were talking about some of the policies and some of the things happening at Angel Stadium, uh, but Andrew Heaney has said the Angels as a team have actually set up their own rules, and, and part of the deals is what he's calling the common sense rules. If you're going to you know, not be in your home car at the ballpark, you're wearing a mask. If you are going to a restaurant, it's getting it to go and not being there, not being in large groups. And that's all something that you know is not necessarily in the handbook from MLB, but something that the Angel players as a group have gotten together and done. And Joe Madden has been a really good in the sense of he's all about empowerment and he's given the players the opportunity to set their own rules and to enforce their own rules. And this is part of it. And uh, Andrew Heaney kind of talked about that. Just, just for the most part, be, be common sense. And, you know, if you're in a state that, you know, doesn't make you wear a mask, but, um, you know, and you think that uh, you don't have to wear a mask, well, the, the players have decided, no, you should still wear a mask. That's just something uh, that the Angels have agreed upon. 
And I think it's cool for the players to come together like that and have their own set um, of rules here. And it also, you know, kind of makes it feel a little bit like, hey, it's not coming from somebody else. Oh, they're telling us we got to do this. No, you decide as a group, hey, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to go about it, uh, the way we're going to go about it. And everybody is buying in together. And that's such an important deal. And this is part of the team unity that comes. And this is a unique aspect for me because part of this, and I know I mentioned how lonely I was at the ballpark at the, at the beginning of our show here, but how tough is it going to be for that team unity? When guys are here at Angel Stadium, the clubhouse, Billy Epler says, is to be used as a closet, essentially. That's where your clothes hang. You're not supposed to hang out there. And every player's got their own suite around the ballpark. That's where they're supposed to be if they want time to kick back and relax and get ready and, and mentally prepare for what they're supposed to do on field. They're supposed to do that in their suite. And if you're going to do something like that, well, man, it might be kind of hard to build that camaraderie, that chemistry. So you have to do things like this. And there's a lot of meetings that are taking place over Zoom. And I just can't help but think what there is no more perfect person to lead a group in these uncertain and challenging times, in my mind, than Joe Madden. The Angels are the perfect manager for right now. And he's been great with the media. He's been the the face of the organization through a lot of this and the uncertainty of the the entire hiatus time from the virus stuff to to other issues and all kinds of things. Joe Madden has been uh, the face of the for the Angels on that and has taken the burden off his players when there were, you know, the, there was, you know, labor trouble and trying to figure out what was going on, are we going to play and not going to play and, you know, what percentage of what is going where. Joe had been at the forefront for the Angels, um, you know, talking with media, uh, talking to a lot of community groups, doing great outreach. I've been really impressed, uh, to say the least, for Joe Mann, a good man that, um, you know, I've gotten, you know, fortunate enough to spend a little bit of time with. Most of it has been via Zoom, but we've had some great conversations. And uh, I I think the Angels are are really fortunate, especially now in these times, to have Joe Madden as their manager. Okay, let's talk about the schedule now. The Angels are going to be beginning their season on July 24th up in Oakland, fourth straight year. It's going to be a four-game wraparound series. So it's going to be a Friday through Monday series uh, up at the Oakland Coliseum. But before that, the Angels will be playing three exhibition games. The first one will be on July 20th against San Diego in San Diego. Then they'll play the 21st at Dodger Stadium. And the 22nd will be the home dress rehearsal uh, against the Padres uh, that day. And that's scheduled for 6 40 um, Pacific time. So that's what the the, the week is going to look like that first week. And then the 24th is when the season um, officially begins. So after that quick trip to Oakland, the Angels will come back and play three games against the Seattle Mariners. Then they will get the Houston Astros right after that before an off day on the Monday the 3rd. Then they go on the road to Seattle and Texas Um then back home for Oakland, the Dodgers, and the Giants. And that's part of that's the beginning of a stretch that gets really tough. They'll play uh, the Giants and A's back-to-back in the Bay for a five-game, basically, Bay Area trip after that, where they will then go uh, to Houston following. So that's going to be a, a long trip uh, for the Angels to, to go nine games there. But then they come back home for Seattle to round out the month of August. In that time, the Angels are going to play 18 consecutive games. And if you look at this, too, the Angels are 
they're also going to play 37 games in the first 39 days of the season. That's crazy. Now, it's not the worst because I saw what Seattle had to do, and I think they have to play like the first 20 games of the season or something like that. But the Angels do have one of the tougher schedules out there. And according to um, MLB Network and the percentages from last year, win percentages from last year, that the Angels have the sixth toughest schedule um, in that sense of having to play 37 of the first 39 days is going to be a challenge for sure for this Angels team. So that's going to be something to keep in mind. And it's front-loaded, too. The Angels' last game against Houston is on September 6th, and they don't play Oakland at all in the month of September. So all those games against you know the, the biggest you know division rivals that are you know you got to worry about the most, you're getting those games out of the way early on. Um, and September looks really manageable. The, the one series against Houston is at home. They get a chance to go to Colorado, and how awesome is that going to be uh, when they have a chance to, to you know hit at Coors? And we'll see Shohei Otani and Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon, which I think is the best trio of hitters in all of baseball, getting a chance to hit at Coors Field. Are you kidding me? You know how exciting that is? Uh, Then they come back home for the Diamondbacks Rangers and then finish the year in San Diego and at the Dodgers. Um, They'll finish on the road against the National League. But the first 39 days are critical when they play those 37 games. One, it's going to be the most grueling. Two is you're playing your division rivals that are projected to be at the top of the division the most in that time. But if the Angels could somehow hang around, if the Angels can go into September 1st, an off day by the way, can go into the month of September around 500, the September schedule is really gettable. I like the Angels' chances to make some noise in the month of September. I think they can rattle off a long win streak and, and really contend for a postseason spot. Um, again, it's top-heavy. Uh, the schedule is really tough early on, and I think that Joe Madden's going to have this team ready to go right away. I think Joe Madden's also going to be progressive in the way he manages right away, um, understanding that it's basically like going into August, tied for first place, and you're in the hunt, and you have you have a sprint to the finish, and you have you know two tough months. Um, August is going to be brutal for the Angels, but you know September not so bad. So I, I think that's a, an encouraging thing for the Angels. You know they haven't always been traditionally the great starting team. They're going to have to be this year. There's a major importance on that, and you know the way that this schedule shakes out, uh, it's really critical that the Angels remain in the mix early and you know they don't have to be in first place going to September 1st if the Angels can be within you know four or five games the division lead going into September that final month they're going to have a chance to win the division I I firmly believe that yes the schedule is tough um, but you know I I think that um, you know with with the uncertainty that has been in Houston you know this year even way before all this uh, coronavirus stuff I, I think that Houston could be in some trouble and I think the Angels just have a great team. I think they have a great lineup and they have a pitching staff that's a lot better and deeper than I think a lot of people give them credit for. And really the pitching staff only has to be average. And I've said this before on this show. As long as the Angels staff can be average, this lineup is elite and the Angels can be postseason contenders. I love what I have seen so far from the Angels. This is a group that is not slacked off. They are here. They are ready. 
and I've been really impressed. As you know, we've heard from Joe Madden too, which is the most important opinion. But I'll tell you, my opinion is that it's very obvious the Angels did not use this hiatus time to be lazy and sit around. They are working and they are getting ready, and uh, I'm very encouraged by the first week in camp on all fronts, from a health safety perspective to a baseball perspective to a mindset perspective. I think the first week has gone about as well as it could uh, for the Angels, and now you guys got to get you know two more weeks of this, and then let's get to the season and get into playing some baseball, and I am really pumped up for what's to come, because when the season does happen, I think the Angels are going to be ready, and this is going to be a very fun and exciting team to watch here in 2020, and of course, we'll have every game on AM830 as well. I do want to remind you of that. So I know it's a little quicker podcast this week, no guests. I just wanted to fill you in on everything that's happening here at the ballpark. If you have more questions, you can always find me on Twitter at Trent Rush Sports. I'm going to try to do my best to give uh, as detailed reports as possible every day from the workouts. We're doing videos on social media, uh, Twitter and Instagram and all over the place, uh, just doing little recaps on everything going on. Uh, On that front, of course, you can listen to my daily reports during the Angels Summer Training Camp Report that airs every hour, every morning, Monday through Friday on the home of Angels Baseball, Angels Radio AM 830. So we're trying to get you as much coverage as possible so you are staying up to speed on everything that is happening with this Angels group so we can get ready uh, finally for this start of the 2020 season. It's take a long time uh, to finally get to the start, uh, but it looks like uh, that is coming and we're really like two weeks away now uh, from this thing actually getting off the ground. It's like we're, we are on the tarmac. We're waiting in line to actually take off. The wheels are in motion. We just got to get airborne and I got a confidence. I have a lot of confidence that that's going to happen real soon. Remember to listen to some of our other podcasts. We've had great guests. Jim Abbott, Tim Salmon, Scott Spezio, Mark Langston, Mark Gubazo. We've had Terry Smith, Jose Mota. We've had so many great guests. Tori Hunter was on this show. Go listen to those while you're clicking around and checking out the Angels Recap Podcast. And make sure you subscribe as well uh, so you can be the first to be notified of whenever we have uh, more information here on this podcast and we can fill you in as best we can so you can be um, you know, kind of the, the person that can go bragging around to their friends knowing uh, that uh, you know exactly what's happening with this Angels organization and this Angels baseball club going into the season. Have a great rest of your day. My name is Trent Rush, and thanks for listening to the Angels Recap Podcast.